Have you ever had that sinking feeling after a networking event? You connected with someone interesting, exchanged business cards and radio silence. Don't get discouraged. There's an art to navigating non-mutual follow-ups. Those scenarios where the other party seems less than keen on building the connection further. Welcome to the Business English Podcast, where we help ambitious professionals like you master the language of global business. I'm Rob, and I'm on a mission to give you the communication edge you need to succeed. Ever leave a networking event buzzing with potential connections, only to be met with crickets? We've all been there. You exchange details with someone promising, and the follow-up falls flat. It can be disheartening, right? But what if I told you there's an art to navigating those lukewarm leads? Today, we're ditching the awkward follow-up fumble. We'll arm you with advanced English phrases that can turn even a ghosting contact into a valuable connection. Think of it as your networking ninja training, with a focus on language. Are you ready to level up your follow-up game? Stay tuned. We'll explore real-world scenarios, unpack phrases that could be sabotaging your efforts, and, most importantly, equip you with polished, persuasive language to finesse those tricky networking situations. Here's the thing. Building a strong network takes persistence and finesse. By the end of this episode, you'll walk away with actionable strategies to rekindle those lukewarm connections and make a lasting impression, all while showcasing your advanced English skills. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business English Podcast. Helping professionals communicate more effectively, more confidently and with impact. With your host, Rob, from Energetic English. Let's get down to business. Let's get real for a moment. We know business networking is essential, but following up feels like navigating a minefield, especially if you're not sensing that instant spark from the other person. There's the awkward power dynamic, the uncertainty of how to proceed, and for non-native speakers, the added anxiety of expressing yourself precisely the way you intend. So why is follow-up such a source of dread? Let's break it down. Firstly, uncertainty. Can we read the room? Networking encounters are nuanced. Did they really lose your business card or are they politely brushing you off? Decoding those subtle social cues can be tough, especially when you're trying to be assertive without seeming pushy. Secondly, fear of rejection. An ego check. Let's face it, no one likes to be ignored. When you invest time in a conversation and don't get a response, it stings a little. It's hard not to wonder, was I interesting enough? Did I say something wrong? And lastly, the language barrier, finding the perfect words. For non-native speakers, the right follow-up phrase can feel elusive. You want to sound professional, confident and persuasive, but the worry sets in. Will they understand your message? Will your email come across as too direct or not direct enough? Let me ask you this. Have you ever found yourself putting off sending that follow-up email for days, even weeks? Or worse, staring at a blank screen, paralysed by indecision about what to write? You're not alone. Even seasoned business professionals grapple with this. But let's shift our mindset. 
Instead of seeing those less than enthusiastic connections as failures, let's view them as challenges, opportunities to hone your business communication skills and become a master of networking finesse. Are you ready to take on the challenge? Stay with me because in the next section, we're going to equip you with powerful follow-up strategies and phrases specifically designed to revive those fading connections. Get ready to make a lasting impression. Picture this. You met a fascinating CEO at a conference. You had a brief but exciting conversation about industry trends. But you know, this person likely gets bombarded with connection requests. Their time is precious and the typical just following up approach is highly unlikely to cut through the noise. Here's the key. Demonstrate that you understand their priorities and respect their busy schedule, all while offering something of genuine value. As the phrases in this episode are intended for verbal and written use, they may be a little longer than usual. But for all the premium members, you can find a complete downloadable PDF inside the membership site, so you can copy and paste them whenever you need. Okay, here are three sample phrases to practice. Recognising your pack schedule, I wanted to share this insightful article or industry report on topic that I believe aligns with your current initiatives. Recognising your pack schedule, I wanted to share this insightful article or industry report on topic that I believe aligns with your current initiatives. Second phrase here. Given your time constraints, would you be interested in a concise 15-minute virtual coffee to explore potential synergies related to the topic you discussed? Given your time constraints, would you be interested in a concise 15-minute virtual coffee to explore potential synergies related to the topic you discussed? Or lastly, I enjoyed our discussion on topic. Here's a quick summary of some key takeaways. Let me know if this sparks any specific areas you'd like to discuss further. I enjoyed our discussion on topic. Here's a quick summary of some key takeaways. Let me know if this sparks any specific areas you'd like to discuss further. Now, why do these work? Well, firstly, empathy. You acknowledge their demanding role, signaling that you're considerate. Secondly, is value proposition. You're not just asking for time, you're offering information or insights that could genuinely benefit them. And lastly, you're being specific. Referencing your previous conversation and outlining clear options demonstrates that you are mindful of their attention. And a bonus tip here, if possible, tailor your offering to something genuinely linked to their interests or challenges. A dash of research can amplify the effectiveness of your approach. Now for a contextual example, I shall put a copy of this in the show notes so you can see how it reads. Now, let's say you encountered a marketing director at a trade show. You have a riveting exchange about social media trends, but your brief follow-up email went unanswered. Here's one approach. Subject. Quick insights on trend discussed. Dear director's name. 
I understand your schedule must be incredibly demanding. To build on our discussion about specific social media trend, I wanted to quickly share this report highlighting its potential impact on our industry. Would you be open to a brief chat to discuss how this might affect your current marketing strategy? Best regards, your name. See how it works? Let's move to another challenging scenario. Stay tuned. Now, sometimes the best networking connections emerge from those unexpected conversations at the coffee station or a post-presentation mingle. You hit it off with someone, there's potential synergy, but the interaction was fairly informal. How do you follow up without coming across as too intense? The secret sauce here is about leveraging common ground and demonstrating a genuine interest in continuing the conversation. Now, here are some sample phrases to practice. I truly enjoyed our chat about shared interest. Would you be interested in continuing the conversation over a quick coffee sometime? I truly enjoyed our chat about shared interest. Would you be interested in continuing the conversation over a quick coffee sometime? Okay, next phrase. It was great discussing, relevant topic. If you're open to it, I'd love to find some time to brainstorm ideas with you further. It was great discussing, relevant topic. If you're open to it, I'd love to find time to brainstorm ideas with you further. And lastly, our conversation about interesting point they raised really got me thinking. Are you available for a virtual chat to explore those ideas a bit more? Our conversation about interesting point they raised really got me thinking. Are you available for a virtual chat to explore those ideas a bit more? And so why did these ones work? Well, firstly, they focus on connection. You lead with positive rapport you established. The second one is Invitation, not demand. Your phrases create an opportunity, not an obligation. And lastly, you're demonstrating interest. Showing enthusiasm for their perspectives makes them feel valued. Now, an important note here. The effectiveness of this approach lies in sincerity. You genuinely need to have found something about the conversation stimulating to make this work. Now let's look at how this sounds in practice. As before, I'll put this contextual example in the show notes. Contextual example two. Let's say you connected with an innovative entrepreneur at a networking breakfast. You had a lively discussion about eco-friendly packaging solutions. Here's an approach. Subject. Building on our eco-packaging discussion. Dear entrepreneur's name. It was great chatting with you this morning. I loved your insights on biodegradable materials. Would you be open to grabbing coffee sometime to continue brainstorming? I'm curious to hear more about your sourcing process. Warm regards, your name. Notice how this builds on the shared enthusiasm, offers a casual setting, and poses a direct question to ignite further discussion. Now, I know what some of you may be thinking. What if it feels awkward shifting from a friendly chat to a more focused exchange? That's a valid concern. Tune in on our next scenario where we will address a slightly trickier follow-up. <music> 
This is, let's face it, the nightmare scenario. You've waited the polite amount of time after your connection seemed promising. You've sent a well-crafted follow-up email, and still, nada. It might be time to accept that a meaningful connection just isn't going to materialise, at least not right now. But does this mean it's completely over? Not necessarily. Here's the strategy. One last effort designed to gracefully leave the door open while preserving your professional dignity. Here are three phrases that you can practice. Just wanted to circle back one last time. Should our paths cross again in the future, I'd welcome the opportunity to connect. Just wanted to circle back one last time. Should our paths cross again in the future, I'd welcome the opportunity to connect. Another alternative here. Wishing you all the best in your current projects. Feel free to reach out if things change and there's an opportunity to collaborate. Wishing you all the best in your current projects. Feel free to reach out if things change and there's an opportunity to collaborate. Or finally, no response needed, but wanted to check in once more. If circumstances change on your end, let's connect to explore potential area of collaboration. No response needed, but wanted to check in once more. If circumstances change on your end, let's connect to explore potential area of collaboration. So why do these work? Well, they're concise and direct. You communicate that you respect their time and aren't going to keep bombarding them with your messages. There's no hard feelings. The tone is friendly and avoids any hint of resentment. And lastly, you leave the door open for the future. You subtly maintain the initiative, signaling you're open to collaboration down the line without sounding desperate. Now, an important mindset shift here. This final ditch follow-up isn't about holding on to fake hope. Instead, view it as a way to demonstrate professionalism and perhaps even spark their curiosity. If the person feels they misjudged you or notices your career progression, there's a slim chance they might circle back at a later time. Right, let's look at our final contextual example of the episode. As before, I shall put a copy of it in the show notes. Contextual example three. So you reached out to an established consultant specializing in a niche relevant to your work. Here's an approach. Subject, wishing you well. Dear consultant's name. Just checking in one final time. If circumstances change and you become available for collaboration, please don't hesitate to reach out. In the meantime, I wish you continued success with your projects. Regards, your name. Short, sweet, and leaves a good last impression. But here's a thought. What if when they do ghost you, it's not always intentional? Could there be reasons for the radio silence outside of someone being uninterested or rude? We'll dissect that a bit more in our upcoming Phrases to Avoid section. Until then, consider this. Sometimes gracefully moving on is the most powerful professional move you can make. Okay, so we've covered strategies to elevate your follow-ups, but now it's time to talk about those linguistic landmines that can instantly ruin your credibility. It's amazing how a few misplaced words can completely dismantle an otherwise good first impression. Let's get into them. 
just following up or just checking in, this one is overused, unimaginative and likely to elicit either an eye roll or a swift delete. This screams, I don't know what else to say. And that's not an image you want to project. The second one here, did you get my previous email? While direct, this risks sounding slightly accusatory and implies they somehow messed up. People get busy, inboxes get inundated, give them the benefit of the doubt. And lastly, any updates on your end? Too vague. If you don't clearly articulate what you want or the desired response, you're leaving them the heavy lifting of interpreting your message. Precision is key. Now, on to cliches and buzzwords. Avoid worn out phrases like touching base, circling back, or let's connect. They make you sound like everyone else, and we want you to stand out. But sometimes it's not just about the specific words, but the overall tone of your message. Now, pushiness, for example. Over-enthusiastic exclamation points demanding multiple questions or expressing disappointment in no response will create a sense of pressure and might push the other person further away. Also, if you come across as desperate, phrases like, I'd really appreciate any opportunity, while well-intentioned, can project a lack of confidence. Remember, you have something valuable to offer. And a final idea here. Have you ever considered that sometimes a ghosting situation might not be entirely about you? Perhaps they're dealing with a stressful project, lost your contact info, or simply have poor organisational habits. While you can't control their behaviour, you can focus on making your side of the equation impeccable. That means having a clear purpose with your follow-up, a strong value proposition, and of course avoiding those embarrassing linguistic pitfalls. Today we went beyond basic courtesy and into the realm of networking ninja techniques. Remember, persistence is admirable when paired with the right communication strategies. Building strong, lasting business relationships can take time, and sometimes those less enthusiastic initial encounters blossom into something much more fruitful down the line. Let's recap on today's key takeaways. Firstly, be empathetic. Demonstrate that you understand others are busy by keeping your message concise and offering genuine value. Prioritise connection. If the context was informal, capitalise on shared interests to rekindle professional interaction. Thirdly, exit gracefully. When facing radio silence, a professional farewell follow-up keeps the door ajar for the future while protecting your reputation. And finally, ditch the cliches. Stand out from the crowd and sound more polished by avoiding overused and unoriginal language. Let's be honest, crafting compelling follow-up messages is an ongoing skill to develop, especially as a non-native speaker. If you are feeling insecure about the perfect phrasing, that's normal. The secret is in continual improvement and a willingness to step outside your linguistic comfort zone. So what better reason to become a regular listener of the Business English Podcast? We'll keep exploring those advanced language nuances and situations together, boosting your ability to navigate the ever-evolving world of global business communications. 
If you want even more practical examples and exercises, visit our website, thebusinessenglishpodcast.com, for exclusive resources designed to complement this episode and many more. You can also connect with us on social media for more tips and discussions on advanced business vocabulary. And most importantly, practice those phrases. Don't let opportunities slip away simply because you were lost for words. So go forth, master those follow-up conversations and forge connections that fuel your professional success. Until next time, stay disciplined, take action, and of course, keep it strictly business. You have been listening to the Business English Podcast. Remember to subscribe, leave a review, and we'll see you next time.